0: Hey everyone, your boys are back. Banter boys are back, alright. The boys are uh, back in town. Banter boys. Mitch Brown.
1: Eric Heinsman. sorry about that. Jack Thompson.
0: And we are here today discussing what, boys? What do we got cooking today?
1: I believe we've got a little uh, open discussion about the Syrian refugee crisis, Mitch. And I think,
0: I yeah, that's what we got cooking. And More an expansion to that idea, just uh, migration and migration? displacement of right. people right. in general. So we're going to touch Migrate. on
2: the... Uh, the uh, Current
1: event that's uh, affecting the lives of millions. millions. Yeah, well, wow. everyone. Yeah. at this point, I, I guess mean. one of one of the topics of today is how much it actually affects right the population of the world. You know,
0: well, we'll we'll get around to that. All yeah. right, let's let's let's, so let's, let's save some of off. that juicy stuff. All right, stuff.
1: how do we get started with this? All right, please.
0: so uh, a couple of days ago, we were here in the
2: Miller Media Media Maker Studio brainstorm, uh, brainstorm, brainstorming, Bantstorm. That's what we, we call were bra- it. brainstorming on uh, Just, topics um, and. Also, other other just yeah. things surrounding the banter, podcast, the podcast. So after we were first, we, after our release of our first actual episode, we uh, did a got little, together in a uh,
0: little review session, looked at what we liked, what we didn't, and we tried to analyze some things that we wanted to incorporate into other uh, episodes of banter. Yeah. And uh, while we were talking about future possible uh, topics of discussion, we had somehow stumbled upon just this whole. Uh, Syrian crisis thing, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we had been doing something with it in our innovations class, and we were talking about um, people not taking in refugees, and for some reason Russia came up, and so um,
2: yeah. And then we were talking about the uh, different demographics of Russians in Russia.
0: Whenever we were thinking, you know, whenever you look at something on the TV, you never see a person other than a Caucasian person speaking right. about russia or it, like if they're being interviewed s- on the streets yeah. or something so
2: being being jack and being fast facts jack uh <laughs> is my natural inclination to find some statistics on this quickly. whenever talk- i mean i like quickly. to know what i'm talking about and when i fi- find them very fast right so quickly in less than like uh, maybe like half a second i found the um found
1: about 13 facts which right i'll share with you later
2: so um i looked up and i man i should have pulled it up before but uh, Russia is the largest country in the world, if you did not know. T- area wise, yeah. area wise, maybe not population, definitely not population. But uh, I did the calculations, and I believe like forty, th- approximately forty thousand people, are um, African or African, African- black, African Russian, yeah, yeah, African Russian, um, in Russia. And so I was like, and that well, is well, I don't very- really, I, I don't really know how to put that number into perspective besides the fact that russia is so a I large looked, country right i mean so i looked up the uh the exact population of russia and i uh came to the conclusion that russian black russians make up a approximate 0.02% of the population in russia which so is ridiculous right that is a very small number and this got us all okay.
0: thinking of uh how did those 40,000 end up in russia right yeah. What what caused their movement and uh, in general, what causes just right. people s- to
2: migrate? So there is yeah. there's this uh, general and birth d- of an idea of this podcast. We, and that's and now we're here. It. We're we're here to uh, we had a brain child <clears throat> all three of us and now we're here to talk to you about it's it. Beautiful brain baby. Well,
0: uh, we know how this relates to the Syrian crisis, but just in general, uh, what kind of things are making people move? What inspires people? Why are people leaving their places of residence? Just in,
1: in a general statement? Yeah, just in right. general. It doesn't have to be internationally, just like. Well, in general. In, internationally, yeah. you know, in why? History in in history, gotcha.
0: why are people leaving while they're leaving? Um, leaving?
1: They leave there because, like, working opportunities? Uh, yeah,
0: opportunity. I believe. Well, I mean, I think just opportunity in general is a. Yeah. Uh, a big part of that, whether it's opportunity to,
1: for yourself or your kids, mm-hmm. you know, you right, got to take family into right. account, family's a big reason why you make Money. It's all about survival. Money, survival, survival. 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 family, love. Money. Well, we, <laughs> basic <laughs> concepts
2: of love, but we, uh, we live here in the uh, great US of A, and um, we have the name of, we're the mixing pot of cultures. Melting Land pot. Melting <laughs> Melting, melting, melting pot. Mixing, wow. melting, smelting. Land of opportunity. Right. Um, personally, I'm very white. I'm... I think we, that I goes believe for us my, all. My, all three
1: of us are very white, upper right. middle class. I, I have uh, German,
2: Scottish, white people, yep. ancestors. How about you, Eric? Mitch? Yeah. Where do you come from?
1: Eric, where are you at? Uh, Deutschland. Yep. Heinzmann. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Could have guessed. Yeah, I'm, uh... <laughs> Yeah, Mitch. Do you got a little primarily German. Got, I've got a little Japanese. Ooh, yeah, he's got that
1: Japanese. Uh,
0: got that some Corsican, which is like Italian, French kind of thing going nice, on. Nice, nice. Uh,
1: Mitch is well cultured, right? Mitch, you, is, you could say that. You could say that. <laughs> makes for the Browns are beautiful. The Browns are beautiful. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank All right, you for Mitch. That. So, what do you think about people migration?
0: Well, we know we know a lot of In reasons Like a why mass population. A lot of people came to the United States ages ago. We all know mm-hmm. that story. They're all coming here for various reasons, whether it's for uh, economic opportunity or religious freedom, uh, you name it. They moved here for that. But in general, I think it's all about being comfortable as well as uh, just being able to make a living. And um, those two things are what are really going to play into any sort of migration of people. Um, so let's, let's, let's this talk doesn't, about Doesn't yeah. This doesn't just affect the people who are moving, though? you know. This also yeah. affects oh, the people yeah. good, good point. who are already where people are moving to. So in yeah. this in this Syrian crisis, uh, we've got people in all all these European nations mm-hmm. who are there's a bit of beef, you know. Mm-hmm. There is a bit of beef.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to say that it's their these European nations. It's their their job. Their they're they're yeah. supposed to take care of these refugees who are seeking asylum, yep. who are escaping from violence. Um, but at the same time, you got to remember that these European countries are people's homes. And yeah, I don't know how. I mean, and you got to take a step back and think: How would you like if? But I mean, well, this is gonna turn everything right it, upside down. It will and, because mm-hmm. you got to 60 degrees. I mean, I mean. There all, all the accommodation you have to do for these people. I'm not saying it's it's wrong, but I'm definitely saying there's going to it's it's a strain yeah. on people and Germany
0: is expecting eight hundred thousand people by yeah. the end of the year. That's, that's just crazy. A
1: big And Germany people. Germany has the largest amount of Syrian refugees. Yeah. I believe out of all the European countries. Right.
0: And um That's gonna that's gonna be hard to manage. That's a it lot of be. people.
1: Yeah. And if you think about it, like the countries over in that area are so small, right compared to the United States, right? You have to think could of it like more like states, mm-hmm. like everyone fleeing, yeah, like the state of Tennessee and moving into Kentucky, which none of them would ever do, but um, like one yeah, you have to think about the small confines, like if you think about we add eighty thousand people or whatever, like we could just put them all in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska or something. Mm-hmm. But their country, like Germany, it's already is pretty, not
0: very big. It's already pretty filled up.
1: Yeah. And, so uh, to give you a little
2: perspective, uh, Germany is approximately 85% of the size of California.
1: Wow. So, yeah, that's a lot it's of people. Not, not, not a not, big not place. Not very much. Area. And um, I believe it's Hungary mm-hmm. that is refusing to allow any Syrian refugees to enter their country right. for religious and that's
2: mm-hmm. f- and that's also i believe they closed down a train or i yes. don't know if it's still closed you can't, you can't, you can't travel through it right. even to get to to germany exactly like imagine if you have a if you're just a normal citizen yeah. law well, abiding non refugee well this brings me up to another question is if you're a
0: refugee should you have a, a choice in whether or not you wanted to go to one country or another right i mean mm. if there if there's some reason work, for for your uh, livelihood, like if you, if it's a matter of life and death between yeah. going here and there, mm-hmm. yes, you should get a choice. But what if there's only subtle differences that are based on wants
2: rather than needs? Right. Should they have the choice? Mm-hmm. Are, more, you know? are, are different countries
1: more popular than others? And I think we're going yeah. to touch on that later. I think that definitely you should have some sort of a choice, but I understand how it could be limited. Right. Um, especially in that area, there's lots of countries that have been at war with each other since, like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. imagine. people, I imagine. and that's part of the issue with Hungary, um, but, like, so naturally some of the, the refugees are not gonna want to go to their enemy country mm-hmm. to seek refuge in or something like that, so, yeah.
0: Well, not only are these people going to be affecting the amount of space that they're going to take up, they're also going to be affecting the economies that they're moving into. Right? Yeah. I mean, bringing 800,000 people into an economy is a lot right. for that a is, short of a period of time. And especially
2: if they're not, I mean, if they're not working or if they are working. yeah. yeah either got, way, they're going to either be taking jobs from someone else exactly. or they're not going to um, be working at all. So I think yeah. that's, that's, where, uh, the, that's where we come in. Non-neighboring countries, they're providing place for these people to stay, I think it's important that uh, it's our call of duty to maybe support these people financially mm-hmm. and uh, if anything. Because yeah. obviously we can't, it might be di- or it is difficult to support um, Syrian refugees and the United States. Being an, an, it an ocean away.
0: Right, yeah. exactly. Across the pond. And not like only we're... are we the, across the pond, but there's some political issues that uh, kind of keep us from helping out as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, like Assad, uh, one of the leaders of one side of this Syrian civil war, is backed by Russia and China, Mm -hmm. who are our best friends. That's just a shame.
2: Yeah, (laughs) which, (laughs) yeah, and it's sad because these people need help, and it's sad that these social—I mean, there's something behind it, obviously, but it's sad that these social things get in the way of uh, helping those who need help. Yeah, yeah, and I don't—I
0: don't necessarily understand why. why they support Assad? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he is I think not done. I think it's
1: just because we enemy are of against. An enemy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think that's kind of their mentality on a lot of things. Like if you see throughout history, they side with people that are against, like the Western European, like Western ideology in general. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. Um, it's just it's a difficult situation for the United States to be trying to help these people when we also have our own interests to keep in mind, you know?
2: Right. Uh, you got to take care of the people at home as well as yeah. the people who yeah. need it. And I mean, I don't think any of us have the answer for anything. We can only stipulate and think. Yeah. yeah. Think aloud is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think there's definitely, definitely, um, there's, everyone is being called upon to do something. Um, yeah. Uh, you don't have to. Yeah. But, I think that you that is this is a major thing that's going on in the world and it is. And if we're not going to help them, if we can't help them with the being hospitable and giving them land to live on and somewhere to stay, I think it's important that. And I think we are. We're doing our best, I think, but I think we can right only now, do so much. Yeah. I think
1: right now because it's a hot topic, mm-hmm. um but as with all things in the United States like right now, it's it's like a buzzword. It's just the way the, the news yeah. works.
0: It's just how the news works. Yeah. yeah. In the United so like States, just...
1: here in two months, nobody will be talking about the refugee crisis, and which <clears> in unless addition... something else yeah. big happens. Yeah, and it's and not a long... gonna paired go. Paired with right? that.
0: Yeah. Paired with that, this this whole issue has been going on for a long time. People oh, have been since leaving two thousand eleven. Yeah. People have been 2000... leaving yeah. Syria for a, a good number of years here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's,
2: it's just up. I have a graph here and it I mean it's a read it out. All right. Okay. I think it's, I think it's about that time, guys. Is it, is it is about that, that
1: time? I think it's time for the, a little. Ba- the
2: hairs on the back of my neck are sticking. Man, Same here. I think I hear something coming Do down the that track. track. Fast facts with Jack. Okay. So fast facts with Jack. Here I am. Uh, so starting off, um, like we said earlier, Jordan started. Uh, they opened their first camp for these refugees in 2012. So since then, um, approximately half a million people have moved to Jordan, and that making it... Jordan is actually the size of Indiana. They Making one in 13 people there um, a Syrian refugee. Uh, Lebanon, over... Just over a million people, uh, refugees have escaped to there, and making one in five people a refugee. Um, Since 2011, 2012, um, ending February of this year, 2015, uh, 38 million have... uh, escape from syria and are seeking refuge in neighboring countries 8.4 million dollars has been donated um to help those affected um that's been uh organized by the united nations and over half of the refugees or just about half are children who are escaping from syria fast facts with jack so
0: uh we've been discussing how we're going to fix this uh like as a social issue but um are we going to be able to handle this with just a little bit of money and a little bit of time, or are we just going to have to uh, take this problem out at the root? Because to me, this seems an awful lot like trimming your weeds. You know, yeah, the, the, always... the problem is not with the people leaving Syria. The problem is with why they're leaving Syria. And what can we do to fix that problem? Because to me, it seems like the only way to fix what's going on in Syria is for them to militarily figure out what they're doing or for us to step in militarily and figure it out for them, which on yeah. a, I, I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. You know, The U.S. has been doing that for a long time, and whether or not it's paid off, it, it's a bit of a gray area. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think? So,
2: uh, Eric, uh, uh, okay, I'll go. So obviously there's a limited amount of um, Syrians. Yeah. So, eventually, there's going to be no more Syrians to escape because these people who are moving to the neighboring countries when they have children, they're technically not... I mean, they're going to be Syrian yeah, descent. They're, they're technically not going to be Syrian. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I wonder, in the next five years or so, how these populations of refugees will homogenize, kind of yep. equal out...
0: What happens when Syrians right. leave and then their nation is taken over by obviously, this opposing party?
2: Obviously, Lebanon cannot hold over a million refugees, like, they're gonna, like, it just doesn't work. Like, they're they're gonna have to go somewhere else. And there's
1: always, there's always going to be people who stay. Yeah. Even though, even though, like, someone will agree with whatever. Projected the population is going to decrease by a significant amount. But, there's always gonna be the people that stay, and, I think, the economy's just gonna collapse, collapse upon itself, like, in history. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just gonna collapse upon itself. The person somehow is going to get not impeached, but overrun or killed by somebody right. else's military. Or die. I mean, or die, and then somebody else is gonna move in. But mm-hmm. the question there is: is the person that's going to replace him going to be better, right? Or is he going to be and, equal, or is he going to be worse in a different way? You and know? us as Americans, uh, obviously, we
2: deal a lot in. Um, Foreign affairs, we yeah. like to get involved. Um, I'd love to get involved. Do you involved. think? Do you think uh, Americans or American uh, military will get
1: involved? Do you think that's necessary? I th- wouldn't be surprised if we were to get involved, but I don't think it's necessary. Well, let, let's necessarily.
0: just take. A, let's take a look at the facts. You know, if people are going to be leaving eventually, the only people who are going to be left are the people who are just going to either, you know, lift up that white flag. Yeah. and surrender what they think. Yeah. And then there's the people who agree with al-Assad's regime and his uh, side of the civil war, and they're going to take over Syria. And I would assume, if ISIS is going to try and take a part in this, that they're going to take a slice of Syria if they can. So where does that leave us? If the Syrian government is completely overthrown, there's new power in, where does that leave the United States? Because as a, a enemy like ISIS who despises yeah. western culture
1: and especially if they had their own nation. Yeah, that would be that would be like a big enemy for the United States because the more people they have
0: the more power they have. Yeah. Not ne- not necessarily just because of the number of people who can fight against us, but because of the amount of money that they can get going uh for themselves because I mean, ISIS has proven to be uh pretty wealthy actually, su- surprisingly. Yeah. They've collected a fair amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would I'm really interested in see uh where that's coming from, but Maybe another time, another episode. <laughs> right. But uh, the U.S., I think, is going to have to step in at some point, whether we want to or not. So whether or not the U.S. is going to get involved um, isn't really up to us yet. <laughs> but, right. um That that issue will come up later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, we as individuals can do a little bit to help. Right. And I was wondering, yeah, what, what do we? you guys know? What do you guys know about what you can do to help? I've got a couple of ideas. What can but, we do?
2: Hmm. I mean obviously there's the the easy answer is donate money. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm like the Mercy Corps, I'm sure Red Cross. Yeah. There's charities out there. Um not non monetary help.
1: I'm trying to think. It's I mean, difficult. Yeah. I think exposure and prolonged exposure. Like because in the innovations class that we're in, um they really emphasize broadcasting what you're doing.
0: But awareness isn't always going to get things done. Right. Yes, it'll keep it'll make sure that everybody knows about it, but it's somewhat like the news, you know, people know about it, and then if, if first it doesn't necessarily create action. It helps. No, it doesn't but, create
1: um, action. I think one of the big problems in America with charity work is that a lot of people just take it as a trend. Yeah. And then after the the first month or two that it's in effect, everything then, starts. Yeah, then you, we just forget about it. Um, kind of like what happened in Haiti. You know, mm-hmm. um, for a while there was lots of relief missions and things like that down there for the earthquake. And yeah, everyone's but then mission trip they're was still in turmoil, right? From that, and people aren't helping them as much as they were. Yeah, yeah, it's not as you, you know? relevant. Yeah, exactly. You don't see it as much. So that's where I think kind of the prolonged broadcasting, like, just keep. Talking about if you truly mm-hmm. do want to help, and think, truly help them and give like help them to the level of what they actually need. So, and, and, how do
0: you guys think we can help them non monetarily? What, and, and what going can the US or you as an individual do?
2: Going off of Eric, uh, maybe not personally me doing this, but um, yeah, with a prolonged exposure, I think pictures can say a thousand words is what they say, um, but I and I think that's what happens i mean the the what kind of catalyzed this all what kind of started it all was that uh, picture of that i believe a 3 year old boy who yeah. dr- washed up and he had drowned um, escaping with his family presumably yeah, trying um, to flee to turkey and i, I, and, I and i think uh, i mean Greece. yeah he Greece. it was a drowned boy and i and um and i am pretty sure i'm almost certain that wasn't the only one i mean i'm no. like, yeah i lots not. of drowned victims that actually
1: that actually brings up um we watched Uh, john green's like vodcast video and he was talking about um how this issue's been going on since 2011 and people have paid some sort of attention to it but it wasn't until the picture of the three-year-old boy washing up on the shore that um people really took hold of it because
0: it's that personal level that you get with one person right I,
1: i believe you said that like when thousands of people die, it's a statistic. But when one person dies, it's yeah. a story,
2: right? And there's, I think, there's a lot, there's a lot more behind a number on a piece of paper or a number you yeah. read than a picture you see. Makes it more personal, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, it's unfortunate that it's that way, but I think it's just human nature. I mean, we're yeah. all like that. Yep. Well, Jack, I think you had a a nice closing idea for us to
0: leave everyone with, right? Uh, uh,
2: so uh, I posed this question off off the mic. Um, to Eric and Mitch, hypothetically, if Syria was a providence or a country or whatever, and um, if they were in Canada or a neighboring country, Mexico, or something like any, that. anything like that, and they were having a crisis and they were escaping into the United States instead of into European nations, um, what would you do? Uh, I'd be surprised. I mean, I don't know personally what I would do, how I'd feel about it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really had much time to think
1: about it. But I think that's where we're going to leave you off. Um, and I think that a lot of people can say that they would help. Why aren't these people helping? Right. You know? But it's hard to just put if yourself you, if you put it in it shoes. If you put it in your perspective, if we had uh, all the Canadians fleeing in here, you might right. you might think differently. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I would feel about that. So, <laughs>
2: anyways, that's, uh,
1: that's
2: it. Jack Bad has a enough.
1: song for us as well. We like to leave every... Banter episode off with a song to mm-hmm. get you going on your and, and day, and kind of,
2: kind of, we're we're leaving you off in a little down low in the slump. We're gonna bring you back up. Hope you have a positive rest of your day. I agree. Um, I'm Jack Thompson.
0: Mitch Brown here again. My name's Eric Heinzman. and we are signing off of
2: Banter episode three. Thanks for listening.